Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. So I am laughing because the previous podcast, I had intended to talk about gifts and how gifts reflect the heart of God. And then I kind of got sidetracked into talking about love languages. And I, I do still want to talk about gifts. But in the meantime, I wanted to just talk a little bit further about the love languages and how can we express them well to the people around us. And so I remember as a child, my dad would say that he had read some study where the average person needs 10 quality touches a day just in order to feel like they're human. And I remember when COVID first hit, I thought, oh my goodness, if you are a single young adult who lives alone, where are you going to go for any form of human contact? And the amount of, I guess, mental anguish that that maybe engendered was really upsetting to me to consider. And I will also say I am not the best of all of them around my family. I would say this is not one that is very easy for me. My my family of origin was not terribly demonstrative. I mean, my dad obviously was there a hugging person, but um, overall, I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm just going to get up and hug all of my siblings. Maybe no family is like that, but who knows? And so I am not overly good about hugging my boys and they also tend to run away. So (laughs) that's never been the most easy one for me, but around friends and peers, I do think that it's fairly easy to be a hugger just because I do think that that's good to show affection, appropriate affection. And so I, I (laughs) periodically consider like, okay, how else can I pat my sons in ways that would make them not run screaming from the room? But until I really figure that out, I don't know if you have some ideas, you can drop me an email and let me know. So the, then to say quality time, the problem for people who are not quality time people is that they legit do not necessarily understand how deep this runs. And so I remember talking to my college mentor who then continued to be my kind of young adult mentor, my friend Wendy. And one of the things that she said to me is probably almost 10 years after I had met her, she said, oh, I've always known that you were a quality time person, Amy. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what was your biggest clue? How, how do you know all of this stuff about me that I haven't even figured out or I'm just figuring out now? And she said, because you come over to my house and talk to me for seven hours, but only, you know, two or three times a year. But then you always tell me what a good friend I am. And I just started laughing. I was like, okay, I guess that was, that was pretty obvious. Oh my goodness. So uh, it did make me laugh at one point. Of, I was staying with a family or a couple that I had never met. And the woman of the house had asked the Lord, how can I show Amy love, your love? And he said, Amy is very relational. If you talk to her, she'll feel loved. And I just started laughing like, oh my goodness, the Lord really knows me. And you clearly hear from him very well. So really with quality time people, you don't have to do a whole lot other than open up your schedule. So anyway, that it just is what it is. Then there's acts of service. And uh, you know, (laughs) it's a little bit funny to me. This was my husband's love language. And so this is maybe a total wife brag. But the uh, when my husband and I were first married, he really liked to take oranges to work like the little cutie oranges. 
but he didn't particularly like to peel them because he doesn't like to get his hands dirty. And so I would just peel him, you know, three or four little oranges. It would take whatever, 30 seconds. And at one point, one of his coworkers looked at him and was like, do you buy those oranges peeled? Do they come like that? And another coworker said, well, they do if you're married to Amy. <laughs> and I just thought that was so awesome. And so it's humorous to me, though, because for my husband, that is really how he receives love is through these little acts of service. And what I like as a quality time person is that that did not take a very large amount of my day, you know, like, okay, I can spend a few seconds and get this taken care of. You're going to feel super loved and I can get back to whatever really awesome thing I was working on. But for him, it's sort of the family joke that he will eventually come and say, oh, can I help you with that? But it's usually when I'm, you know, cutting the very last slice of onion for the hamburgers and I've already been working in the kitchen for the last hour. So usually I'm like, no, you cannot. You would get credit then for this one slice of onion and that would not be cool. I need all credit for this meal. So he serves us in many ways, like dealing with all of the car oil changes and such. So I'm not trying to make it sound like he doesn't help ever, but uh, that's... That's just one, for me, I like acts of service because it's not particularly my love language. I'm kind of more of a do-it-yourself person. And so I don't even, I'm almost colorblind to that particular language. You know, like if somebody brings me water, I might say like, oh, thank you. But at the back of my mind, I'm kind of like, it wouldn't have been a hard thing for me to stand up and get it for myself. You know, like, huh, that's very odd. But for them, I can receive that as love. So when people come to my house, they might actually die of dehydration unless Phil offered them a drink because I just don't think of it. And usually I'm, you know, prepping the meal. But anyway, that's another version of the different love languages. And then I think about, okay, so we've covered touch, quality time, words of affirmation. You know, I think the, the hard thing about words of affirmation is that there's all of this different conflicting information like, uh, you know, encourage your children that they're good workers, but don't encourage them that they're smart because smart is something that's innate. And if they start to get the narrative that they're smart, then they're not going to be willing to take risks in the future. And so then there's a level of like, okay, I can praise you for working hard and for being diligent, but I better not praise you for the good grade that you got or like the... Anyway, I I feel like that one gets a little bit warped. And I also know I have a friend who said, you know, my dad would always say he was proud of me, but he would say that to everybody. And he would say it so much that it kind of started to lose its meaning. And I have a friend who is very similar to that, where it's like, oh my goodness, you're the best. And on the surface, I'd be like, oh, am I really the best? Oh, I kind of like that. Until I realized that, no, that's actually what he says to everybody. And so then if everybody's the best, it kind of becomes a little bit pointless. And so I think with, at least for me, as I've considered words of affirmation, it feels like you actually need to be really thoughtful about what it is that you're saying, that it's true and authentic, of course, because we don't want to be liars, but also that it's, that it's not just a general compliment that would kind of work for everybody, like, you're the best, but something really specific that um, highlights something that is unique to that person. And so in some ways, I guess, as I'm even just externally processing this, 
I wonder if the words of affirmation become almost a prophetic declaration over that person's life. And when you think about all of the stories about people who've had pretty rough backgrounds, but then they have that one teacher who's like, oh, you could be a famous writer, you know, and the person's like, oh, well, okay, I'd never thought of that, but okay, I'll go for it. These, these are the kinds of declarations that we can make these at any time. And then that just encourages and moves, moves you forward, like moves the people around you forward. And I'm actually just going to say, really, as you go around this world, coming out of COVID, and then I'm sure at any point in the future, the things that people say that are uplifting are so precious. In in the New Testament, it talks about how um, that the prophecy is given for encouragement, edification, and comfort. And so when you're speaking words over someone, that is what you're doing. And I think about how when I was a young mom, I had children two years apart. So at one point, I had a six-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old, and an infant. And then um, shortly after that, we took in a foster daughter for a while. So then I had children seven, five, four, three, and one. And that was really intense. It didn't feel like I had a whole lot of opportunity to catch my breath. A lot of my life was dedicated to just keeping everybody alive, which is, I mean, we hashtag did it. But um, I think about how often when I would go to the grocery store with all of these little children and we would kind of talk our way through, you know, oh, these these are the organic eggs and blah, blah, blah. And there would be somebody who would come up to me and say, you are doing a really good job. Or I can tell that you are a very thoughtful mother. And were they all believers? I have no idea. But that was such a helpful boost to my spirit where it could be in any given week that that was almost the only adult contact I had. You know, so it was really so precious for those people to take the 10 seconds to be observant and to speak that out. And so I don't do this particularly well myself. Words of affirmation are not high on my list of like giftings, as I think I've mentioned in the past. But the, uh, but I would like to be able to improve in that ability to speak out words of edification, encouragement, and comfort. So Lord Jesus, I do ask that you would teach us to be good stewards of all that you've placed in our hands, that you would encourage us to be more attentive to both the love languages that we carry naturally really well, but also to the ones that are a little bit more challenging for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.